0: Welcome to Sports Rivals with Monty and Ernie, lively entertaining banter on sports topics you want to hear. From the sports rivals, Ernie, as we get started for season three. That's right. This is the first episode of our third season with the Sports Rivals podcast, and we're going to talk a lot of football, the NFL's down to the last week, NCAA college football playoffs, the two semifinal games. Ernie, out of this world. Yep, we've got we've got your best bets for the last week of the season. And then we'll go with Ernie's closing thought. But, Ernie, let's first talk NFL. And then for somebody who hasn't paid attention to the NFL season since week five when the Rams were out of it already, your <laughs> Steelers, I remember about two months ago when they were 3-8 and eight or something along those lines or 2-6. Or and six, yeah. And you said, I'm just trying to figure out a way for the Steelers to get into the playoffs. We're one week out. They're 8-8. Eight and eight, and I actually think it looks really good <laughs> pending what's what's going on right now in the Buffalo-Cincinnati game. Your thoughts first on your Steelers and wh- how far they've come so fast.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not how far they've come. I think it's, I mean, all the wins have been close. I mean, they could have easily gone the opposite direction with these. I think it's just the the character of the, really, I think it's Coach Tomlin and his uh, past success and, the players wanting him and knowing that he has a streak going where he's never had a losing season. I don't think they want to be the squad, to be the first squad on his uh, list to not make, to not have, a, to have a losing season. So that's been driving right now. They're an even 500 with the Browns uh, game next week. Browns really are out of it. Steelers have every, everything to play for, pending what happens on the in the Jets game and also the New England game. Uh, both games I think that I think New, New England is our underdogs the Jets-Miami game is uh, even split with two out of the game so take it for what you will the Steelers are favoured. so you know it looks it, I, I would say I mean for for three games to go in their favor I would say it's they got like about a 30% chance you know even though the you know the, the games look like it's going to be in their favor but I'm just happy that they made it this far. This this shows a lot of character. The offensive line has played well. Kenny Pickett has turned has turned around being a turnover machine uh, to being a more ball-controlled quarterback.
0: Coming in clutch two weeks in a row.
1: Exactly. And you know, he had to do it two weeks like you said against the Raiders last week and you know, just yesterday that nice pass right over the head onto Najee Harris, who actually who himself had a great rushing game so very happy for as a Steelers fan and happy for a Steeler nation
0: yeah I mean it's incredible I mean I I actually think I mean it's been to these two marquee names that have had a similar quest You got the Steelers in the AFC you got the Packers in the NFC who now control their own destiny Mm -hmm. Um, so it looks to me like the Packers are going to find a way to get in and I think the Steelers are in a really good situation with Miami now probably down to their third string quarterback on a five game losing streak it all comes down to how motivated will the Jets be are the Jets gonna want to be spoilers or are they gonna pack it in that's gonna tell what their character is like is, is how much motivation they have and then the other one the the Patriots bills I would think that ordinarily you would think that the bills are going to be prohibitive favorites and they they would be However, we're recording right now, right during the Buffalo and Cincinnati game. And one of their players, uh, Damar Hamlin, collapsed on the field, needed to be uh, given CPR. an AED was administered to him right there on the field. We don't know the extent of what caused this or what the injury is like. The game has been suspended for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of throws a wrench into to the Steeler Pants. Don't get me wrong. Our my our biggest concern is for the health of Demar Hamlin. But if this game gets suspended, there's going to be so many things that play into factor into this, um, because you need the Bills to win. You know, you right. need the Bills to be able to beat the Patriots next week in order for the Steelers to get in. I like the Steelers. I I give it a fifty percent chance that the Steelers get in mm-hmm. because I just see the matchups favoring them. Uh, and then if they get in, it's anyone's anyone's game once you get into the playoffs. Oh, yeah,
1: riding their streak, and I think with their confidence, you know, at least in the first round, I don't think they have enough horsepower, actually, to get deep into the playoffs. But I think they can run a first... You know, our first-round ups in the
0: Well, right now, it's all up in the air. I mean, as we speak right now, Buffalo's the number one seed, Kansas City's two, and Cincinnati's three. That's why this game has so much importance, this Buffalo-Cincinnati game, because Cincinnati's already beaten Kansas City. Buffalo's beaten Kansas City. If Cincinnati were to beat Buffalo, they could be up there at the number one seed. But the bottom line is your Steelers, with the last playoff spot, because that's what they're going to be, would play... One of those three, either at the Chiefs, at the Bills, or at the Bengals in the first round. Whoever comes out with the number two, uh, number two seed. So right now, that looks like the loser. Uh, it could be Kansas City if Buffalo wins out, or or probably it's going to be Buffalo uh, if they lose one of these remaining two games. So. I'm excited for you because I thought we were both in the same boat, and your boat went upstream, and my boat kept going downstream. <laughs> <laughs> so at least one of us has hope as we enter the uh, the playoff time period. So. In the AFC, we talked a little bit about the top three seeds. Mm-hmm. Baltimore continues to struggle. If they don't get Lamar Jackson back, they're going to be out pretty no. quickly. No, they can on on an offense. The Los Angeles Chargers, now that they're healthy, are playing really good ball. I mean, Keenan Williams and Mike Williams are doing well. Austin Eckler's continuing to do well. Their line is producing. Joey Bosa is now back, mm-hmm. and he's making a difference on that defense, so the defense is playing a little bit better. They're peaking right now. They're 10-6. Yeah. and six. They go To Denver next week I think they've already Clinched the 5th spot So I'm not sure If they're going to play Their starters next week But um, Whoever's that 4th seed Which is going to be Either Jacksonville Or Tennessee So 8-8 Jacksonville 7-9 Tennessee Are going to play For the AFC South title next week I like the Chargers chances Against Uh either of those Yeah
1: I do too I do too I mean Tennessee has I mean I think Tennessee Didn't Tennessee beat them Earlier in the year?
0: The Chargers? the Chargers. Well, I know Jacksonville blew out the Chargers in Los Angeles early in the year. Okay, it was like that, some yeah. massive game. Okay, but
1: my my, my point is is that uh, the Chargers are, like you said, uh, on a hot streak right They won their last four games, and like you said, they're healthy and in, pri- in prime condition. Really, it's it's what it works out to be is getting to be playing your best ball as you head into the playoffs, regardless of records. I remember the. The Steelers, in their last their last Super Bowl win, uh, not their last Super Bowl, but their last Super Bowl win, they came in as the sixth seed, and they won the Super Bowl.
0: And back then, that's when there were only six seeds. It was right. the same way with Aaron Rodgers. The only Super Bowl he ever won was as the sixth seed. Right. Um, and then there's those giant teams with Eli that that upset you know a whole bunch of teams on the way. So... You're right. It does. And that's why sometimes what we're seeing with the Eagles, you get out to such a great start. Now, granted, in their case, Jalen Hurts is hurt right now, but you limp into the playoffs, and then you get a bye. Sometimes that momentum is destroyed and it's hard to get that back. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in the AFC, I think, well, pending the health of the, the Bills player, it's anyone's game. I could see Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati. I could see a Charger team get hot and, and, and make some things happen. I don't think Baltimore is set up to win right now. And I don't believe that the Steelers, as much as you don't want to hear this, I would be shocked if they won three games to get to a Super Bowl. You and me. Yeah. But uh, I'd be happy with one. But it's going to be really, really good because you even whoever has home field, there's no clear favorite to me. In the NFC, so the Eagles had it all wrapped up, then, so they thought, then. and and now they have to win on Sunday in order to keep the number one seed because if they were to lose to the Giants and Dallas beats the Commanders, who now have nothing to play for, mm-hmm. other than the fact that they hate Dallas, Dallas would jump to be the number one seed, Um and Philadelphia would drop all the way to three because San Francisco would be the two seed. So the NFC has gotten a little bit more jumbled up. Um, but I think all the intrigue is around that Packers-Lions game on Sunday. Can Detroit finish off an amazing season and get into the playoffs at 9-8? and eight, Or is Aaron Rodgers going to lead the Packers back from the doldrums and sneak in at 9-8? and eight? What are your thoughts on that game?
1: Well, that's going to be one of my picks, actually. I'm... I'm I like the Detroit Lions story. I just don't like their history. I mean, um, based, and based upon history, it's not on their side. Based upon history, it's on Aaron Rodgers' side. He has, I mean, he's in his twilight. Let's all admit, he is in his twilight. This, if he has to carry this team on one leg, he'll carry this team on one leg. I mean, this this is a game that he's gonna put everything into it. And, you know, with all those MVPs and with everything else out there, he's only got one Super Bowl. And this this guy's going to want to have a chance to make it into the Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm taking I'm betting on Aaron Rodgers versus the Detroit Lions past playoff history.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I would be really surprised if Detroit was able to go up to Green Bay and knock them off. Green Bay has all the momentum. Uh, Their running game is playing well. Their defense is playing well. J.R. Alexander really backed up the talk, talking all week about shutting down Justin Jefferson and did exactly that. One catch for 15 yards. I like Green Bay to get in. Um, My Rams are traveling up to Seattle to face the Seahawks. So that's a gimme for the Seahawks there. So. To me, it comes down to, I mean, Detroit needs help. Detroit has to win and Seattle has to lose. Mm -hmm. Green Bay just has to win. And then they pass everybody to get into that spot. So interesting, interesting decision. In the NFC, I still believe, as I have for quite a while now, that the San Francisco 49ers are the best team uh, in the NFC. The only doubt that I had early on was how would Brock Purdy do? He has been just like Jimmy Garoppolo if not better, Mm -hmm. in every single game. And they're still playing without Debo Samuel, Mm -hmm. although their defense made a hiccup yesterday. I don't know how Jarrett Stidham put up 34 points on the 49ers, but they did. Um, But that 49er team is locked and loaded, and I believe they're going to be a handful for anyone in the NFC. The
1: longest winning streak in the NFL at nine games in a row. You're talking about a hot team getting hot? That is the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm I'm loving them. I'm loving them. The two longest winning streaks on both conferences are the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals. My two teams that I picked earlier in the year to get to the Super Bowl. It didn't look good in the first month. Probably guys who listen to that podcast said, Oh, Ernie, that's that's a loser one for you look at me now
0: guys he's got a definite chance there he's definitely got a chance there i mean i love the way san francisco is playing right now i don't love san francisco as a rams fan but i love the way that they're playing right now so right now as we speak an interesting matchup dallas would go to tampa bay tampa bay has been up and down all year they did beat dallas in week one can dallas go into tampa bay do they have the gumption to beat tampa bay they should they seem to be way more talented than this Tampa Bay team. They should, but Dallas is Dallas in the playoffs for the sure. last 25 years, so that'll be interesting. Minnesota seems to have peaked early. They're now, they've are now they lost a couple of games down the stretch. Um, I could see them beating the Giants or whoever comes in seventh, but if you're in that second spot, you're going to get Green Bay in that first game. Anything can happen when Aaron Rodgers is involved. But I, if it's San Francisco sitting there, San Francisco will run the ball right down the Packers' throat to oh, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but if anyone else is sitting at too, if it's the Eagles, if it's the Vikings, I think the Packers will upset them.
1: They could, especially if it's the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings, with, with, with a 12-4 record right now, they have a minus 19-point differential. That means in their four losses, they've give, given up 19 more points in their losses than they've accumulated uh, point differential on their 12 wins. So, well,
0: because 11 of those wins are one-score yeah, wins, that's why. Yeah. And when they lose, they get they humiliated. Yes. So, but, give,
1: but give them credit. I mean, they came back with that big, the largest comeback in, in NFL history. So, you know what? I still
0: think they're gonna lose in no, the No, I do too. I, I, I think I don't think I don't see Minnesota being able to to go far. To me the only the only competition the I shouldn't say only, the strongest competition for the 49ers would be a healthy Eagles team. Yeah. At home. Yeah. If the Eagles are playing at home, we don't know what Brock Purdy would be in 20-degree temperatures uh, in Philadelphia. But if they, if San Francisco gets home field, they're going to march into the Super Bowl to me. And if Philadelphia is not healthy, and they're not, they have some defensive right. injuries. They have Lane Johnson, who's the right tackle, the best right tackle in football. He's out. He may not be back for the playoffs. And then, of course, Jalen Hurts. Right. I mean, without Jalen Hurts, they're a completely different team, or so it looks so far. So that'll be interesting. But your Steelers, Ernie, they're still there. They're still they're there. They're still there. They're being a
1: pass I mean...
0: Well, even if they were to win and not make the playoffs, they keep Tomlin's streak alive yeah. with nine wins. Yep, so man. that'll be an accomplishment yeah, in and, and th- of itself. That'll be good. That'll be
1: good. Uh, you know, and, and then I get to look forward for the draft in which they got us, the, the Chicago Bears... Sp- uh, second round pick and being that the Chicago Bears right now are
0: like the second pick yeah, so that's <laughs> that'll, I mean. be, that'll have, be that'll be a have, good pick they'll,
1: yeah they'll have two early picks
0: oh, absolutely that's going to be exciting for them and even if TJ Watt has not been the same he had a sack this past weekend yeah. that's only his fifth sack on the year yeah. since he's come back though They're winning, and the Steelers are winning with defense. They've held, what, five straight opponents to under 20 points, and that's why they're winning. They're all close games. They're not scoring a lot. They're controlling the ball with a good running game, but defense is so much better than they were when he was out. So, again, his importance, even if he's not statistically being TJ, he makes makes a massive impact on their win-loss record.
1: Yeah, Yeah. you have have to double-team him or else. I mean, he's just a... Big time disruptor over there, and, and being and we all know he's probably paying, playing at eighty percent right now. He, you know, that that torn pack takes a takes a long time. Yeah, I remember when when Cam Hayward had a torn pack he didn't even come back, and he had his early in, early in the year. He didn't come back as fast as TJ Watt. So, you know, I give him credit. Yeah,
0: you know, he's for, made from a he's cut from a different class. So let's transition into our our really our last top five teams for the regular season. I'll go first basically the same teams but i have them in a different order you can kind of guess who i have at number one based on how i've been talking for the last couple of minutes i'm going to have san francisco as my number one team eagles have been there for about two months but two straight losses they can't stay at number one even if i know jalen hurts is not playing so san francisco moves up to one i'm going to cheat a little bit because the buffalo cincinnati winner was going to be my number two So right now, because of Buffalo was my two before, I'm gonna leave Buffalo at number two, I'm gonna put Cincinnati at number three, I'm gonna put Kansas City at number four, and the Eagles still stay in my top five at number five, if they have Jalen Hurts, which I gotta assume he's gonna play this weekend. So I'll go San Fran one, Buffalo, Cincinnati two, three, Kansas City four, and the Eagles at five.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna throw away everything that, uh, might not everything, but Basically a bunch of my criteria in regards to how I uh, gauge my uh, top five in the NFL. Uh, I'm going based upon just my gut feeling in, in, in this week um, And I, I'm gonna stick with my gut feeling and my gut feeling early in the year was the two Super Bowl re- representatives would be Cincinnati and San Francisco with Cincinnati winning it all, I'm going to stick with that. They're going to be my number one team, and I'm just not throwing them out there. They have won seven in a row. They've been doing it in great fashion. They've been following the same pattern as they did last year, except better, better. This is the type of Cincinnati team that they just get better as the season goes along, and if if, if they're playing like that, I feel that with a year experience, with, with especially with... Uh, uh, you know, Chase and the boys out there, I think they're they're right now peaking. Even though San Francisco is on a nine game winning streak, I still think that is mostly on defense. I got a feeling that, you know, the big plays out there, the splash plays at Cincinnati, if they do meet in the Super Bowl, uh, would over, would overcome San Francisco on, on that standpoint. I believe why they lost last year is because of that offensive line. The offensive line still isn't that great but they're a little bit better. And I think they can produce on that point. So I have Cincinnati, number one, seven game winning streak. San Francisco, number two, nine game winning streak. I still have Philadelphia. I was dogging them earlier in the year, saying that, that you know, we gotta wait till the smoke clears, wait till the smoke clears. The, this team is good and they will have Jalen Hurts back. Whether it be a 100% Jalen Hurts or not. Jalen Hurts will return. That Philadelphia team has proven to me that they are worthy. They're my number three team. I'm going to put Buffalo and Kansas City. They've been just too consistent out there. They are rounding up my top five. Buffalo four, Kansas City number five.
0: All right. So basically the same team, just in a slightly different order. Um... I really, I mean, your your prognostication for the Super Bowl right now looks, looks pretty good. So let's jump into our last regular season picks. And this week is hard. We'll be honest with you. Trying to pick this on Monday for Sunday, not knowing who's going to play, who's motivated, all of these kinds of things is going to be an extreme challenge. I'm going to tell you right now, I'll go first, but I like Ernie's picks better than my picks. <laughs> but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ride with the San Francisco 49ers. They are laying 14 points at home against our. Arizona. Arizona resilient game against Atlanta. It showed that they were still trying. It is JJ Watts last game. He is retiring at the end of this season. So next week would be the end of the season for Arizona. I think they'll be partially motivated. But the way the NFL makes it, all the teams that have a chance for the number one seat all play at the same time. So the 49ers are going to be motivated and a motivated 49er team against the third string, fourth string quarterback now for the Arizona Cardinals. I cannot see this being close. I I sense a 31 to three type game. So I'll lay the 14 with the 49ers. And on the same premise, a desperate team that needs to win versus a disappointed team that is now eliminated. I'll take the Dolphins to find a way with either Bridgewater or, or Skylar Thompson to beat the Jets and get into the playoffs despite what you want. Um, <laughs> I, I just think at Pickle, Miami just has to win. Can they really lose six straight to the end of the year? Um the, Dolphin Nation will be devastated. Yeah. So I like Miami to find a way. I just don't trust that young Jet team to be motivated now that their season is done.
1: Yeah, I was mulling over that game, except I had opposite. Of, yeah. course, of course, my reason being is I need them, I need the Jets to win. So I, I I I was gonna pick the Jets in that game. But I'm gonna go with my with my boys, the Steelers. I mean, they've been playing very well. They've won five of their last six. This is always a rivalry with the Browns. They're going to remember the years that went when they uh, were one and done, when, especially two years ago when they had that 11-game winning streak to start the season. First round, they match up with the Browns at home. Browns run over them in the first half like hot knife through butter. It melted butter, that's, how, that's how, bad, how bad that game was. Steelers are going to remember that. They're going to exact revenge. They need this game. But the most important reason, and the most important factor in this, is Tomlin has never had a losing season. Again, 16 years, Tomlin has never had a losing season. This will not be the first one. I mean, just the, the, the way that this panned out, having to win all these games at desperation, close games have hardened this group. I think they're gonna take the three. I think this is gonna be a blowout. Browns don't have nothing to, nothing to play for, the Steelers do. This is going to be one of the uh, I I like this double digit. My second game is the is the Packers and the Lions again. I already mentioned it earlier in the game when you asked me about this. I I I just like the Packers and the Lions. I mean, again, it's it, it's it's to me it's Aaron Rodgers' legacy. I just I gotta go with that. The Lions good season. I think they're gonna be you know. They'll be a team to reckon with next year. I I think so. I I think if they just keep on surrounding themselves with uh, you know more bits and pieces out there, uh, Stafford is is playing well. I think golf. Oh golf! I'm sorry, not Stafford. <laughs> golf is playing well. So you know, not the re, uh not the Rams golf. You know, in his last in his last couple of years, I think the pressure has. Uh, Died down being that he's now he's in a yeah, he's playing well in a team that really has really no expectations. But I think that works out better for him, uh, but. You gotta go with Aaron
0: Rodgers. I mean, I, I think so. And like I said, I like Ernie's picks. The only concern that I would have, you know, as a as a Steeler fan, would be it would make the Brown season to knock the Steelers out. It would, I mean, it would totally. And I was it's, surprised it's, it's, at how resilient they've been the last couple of weeks. I thought the Commanders, desperate Commanders, would beat them, but. Cleveland pretty much controlled that game. Now, can they go into Steeler Nation and knock them off? Ernie says no. He says double-digit win for the Steelers, and he likes the Green Bay Packers to beat the Detroit uh, Lions by more than four and a half. I'll go with the huge spread 49ers and the pick Miami Dolphins as well. Um... Again, this is Monty. That's Ernie. We are the sports rivals. Ernie, let's transition into the NCAA bowl season, college football playoffs. Just in general, the bowl games have been fairly good. Another great one today with USC and Tulane. But those two semifinal games are the two best games I can remember in the semifinals because typically they're blowouts. They've been blowouts recently. But let's start with that first game. I was shocked that TCU beat Michigan. I was shocked that... They scored 51 points on Michigan, a team that's given up only 13 points all year. Granted, two pick sixes helped, Um, but TCU got it done. They got some breaks. They capitalized on it, but every time Michigan answered, they countered. Answer, counter, all the way to the very end, 51-45. Yeah,
1: I mean, I really thought Michigan was going to come back. I mean, when they were down by 21 going into the third, I said, this is over. Give it to Michigan. I mean, that's the heart of a champion. They came back. I actually thought in the last minute, Michigan, Michigan is going to win this game. They're going, to, they're going to find some way. They're going to find that magic. Harbaugh is going to pull up uh, some kind of trick play, and Michigan's going to pull, pull it out. But you gotta give it up to 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 the, to those guys. I mean, TCU and their program. And uh, like you said, they answered every call when Michigan came back, and that's what needs to happen when you when you want to play. T- and the way I like this, this puts up, this shuts up all the critics who said that Alabama needed to be in the game. Alabama, earlier in the game, blew out their competition. Uh, Kansas, was Kansas State that they played? Kansas State, yeah. They blew yeah. out Kansas State. And if TCU lost, the critics would have came out and said, Alabama should have been in there. Alabama should have been in there. You know, TCU had no right to, to play in the game. Guess what? TCU is going to be in the national championship game. That's why we play these games, even though on paper it looked like it was going to be a one-sided game. it probably You play that game uh, ten times, Michigan's going to win, I would say, about eight of those times. You know, eight of those times. Maybe nine. Maybe this is that one out of ten that they've won. But you play the game, and if any sport has shown me over the years of watching sports... That college football try, that that shows up. They had the perfect game plan. I go back to uh, the our last podcast when I referenced back to the NCAA's, where you had you know those underdog teams playing the national championship game, thought it was going to be a blow, and they ended up winning. I'm talking about the North Carolina State's uh, with Jimmy Valvano. Uh, you know, I forget the the other one. I, I think it was Villanova. Wildcats over George,
0: Georgetown
1: or Georgetown that's why you play these games so hats off to the TCU guys they were former WAC opponents as a former WAC team go for it <laughs> <laughs> put down their former WAC, former WAC member you had LaDainian Tomlinson so now now you're in a championship game so
0: Yeah, I mean, I was stunned I mean, you're happy for TCU I mean, Duggan just did enough Um and I'm not a huge Michigan fan I am in basketball you guys know that I'm a I'm one of those weird people huge Michigan basketball fan not a big Michigan football fan but in this particular case I really wanted Michigan to win because my mindset is the same I don't think TCU has a chance against Georgia but I didn't think they had a chance against Michigan so who knows I'm gonna be cheering for TCU so Georgia doesn't go back-to-back and we take the championship away from the SEC in some ways but that Georgia Ohio State game comes down literally to the last kick of the game back and forth back and forth 42 41 your thoughts on that one yeah i
1: thought he was gonna make that kick and i thought georgia wasn't gonna be coming in and if you thought that if you thought that ohio state had a chance then definitely tcu has a chance because uh michigan destroyed ohio state TCU beat Michigan. No, no. Now A beats B and B beats C. A does not necessarily beat C, but you know you have that thought, and that's what the coaches are going to be talking that. If Ohio State can hang with Georgia and come within a fifth of a field goal of winning that game, you definitely have a shot. Now, do I think they're going to win? No, <laughs> no. But it would be a great story. It would be a great. It would be a great story, and if you are a TCU fan. Uh, going through that game with high hosts man I I got it's gonna be a competitive game I want it to be a competitive game competitive game I just think Georgia has too much firepower and the way that they came back in that Ohio State game the way that they came back I mean they did it Flinch, Ohio State you know builds that lead early you know builds that early lead 14 14 to 3 and then things seem like it's gonna be unraveling Georgia sticks with their game plan. And just methodically comes back comes back takes them takes the lead when they needed to take the lead and it holds on in the end you know i barely, thought,
0: yeah, barely. I, I, I thought cj shaw played a good game i mean i think there were thoughts about how how he was going to play against a georgia team uh, but he played well i he mean did. he had four touchdown passes they were going up and down the field really um but i think vegas 13-point favorites, Georgia over TCU, which is significantly more than TCU was against Michigan. But if Georgia throws two pick sixes like Michigan does, anything can happen. So I think TCU certainly believes, and maybe Georgia will be complacent, because I think everyone was expecting Michigan-Georgia in the championship. Yeah. Now they might be like, ah, we got TCU. We're 13-point favorites. I can tell you this much. As a Ram fan that were 14-point favorites in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady in his second year, that can backfire. Very few times does a champion cover a spread by that much in a yeah. championship yeah. game. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll give you my bonus pick. I'll take TCU. I expect Georgia to win but I'll take TCU to minus, cover that. Yeah, to cover
0: the thirteen. Well, it's going to be interesting. Again, that's next week, Monday, TCU against Georgia. And I just would never have thought that TCU was going to be in the championship game, but it gives hope to all the other small schools out there. I mean, so that's, that's a wonderful thing. Can Georgia go back to back for just the third back to back champion in the last 20 years, or will TCU pull off the shocking victory as 13 point underdogs? We shall see one week away. I'm we excited. shall see what happens there. Ex- I'm
1: excited.
0: Okay, so we're only about a half an hour in. Let's transition real quick. I was going to keep this to all football today, but it's still we've still got a little bit of time. Let's transition a little bit into the NBA. Um, Ernie always has a lot to talk about when it comes to his Boston Celtics. I got to tell you, I've been really sick for the last few days. I really don't know what's going on with, in the NBA I did just see a, uh, an alert pop up that Donovan Mitchell went for seventy-one points tonight Damn. in in their victory. And LeBron's been playing out of his mind since 30, turning thirty-eight on December the thirtieth, with forty-seven mm. against the Hawks and thirty-eight more tonight. But tell me what's going on with your Celtics? Uh,
1: the bad stuff is is what's happening with the Celtics. Oh, they losing again? They're, they're losing. They're losing. I mean, in the last ten, they've lost five. I mean, they lost. Two- oh, but
0: they're back in first.
1: Yeah, they're back in first, but that's just because the Milwaukee Bucks have gone in, are playing even worse, <laughs> you know, than the Celtics. You know? They
0: really have. But, I don't but, know what's but, going but on with all of them. that. Will,
1: to me, all of that will will, will even out. I fully don't expect, I mean, my pick to win the regular season in the Easter Conference was Philadelphia. And Philadelphia, if, if you take out that first 10 games of the season, they're right up there with the big boys as far as the streak is going. Other than the Brooklyn Nets, who have been playing unreal basketball right now, I give it their schedule during that winning streak has been quite soft. If you look at the record versus the top, the top playoff teams, meaning the top 12 uh, in each conference, they are a woeful 33% against them. So they've been playing, this is the soft part of their, their schedule. Granted, they've been winning the games that they should win, but they need to prove to me that they can win against playoff teams. They won again today against the lowly San Antonio Spurs, uh, Brooklyn Nets. Show me that you can play, uh, uh, beat a playoff team, and then I'll be uh, for you know several playoff teams. Anybody can beat one playoff team, several playoff teams, and run a streak on that. And I believe that uh, you know I'll believe in your streak because right now I believe you've only won four games against play you know current.
0: Uh, top fifteen playoff teams. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I think they're playing real well. I mean, since they got rid of of uh, their coach and they replaced them, so recently, I mean, they they did beat the Warriors, which is they're not, not the biggest team. thing yeah, but play- they will be, yeah. I think. But they beat them by thirty. They then they beat the Bucks, then they beat the Cavs, then they beat the Hawks, which are playoff teams. Of course, the Hornets and Spurs are not. So yeah, it's it's the big unknown, but their defense is back. To be decent again, which I'm not Ben Simmons is playing He's defense playing well. out of his He's mind. Well. He's still not doing anything offensively, but I heard Kevin Durant talking earlier this week about what the difference is with Coach Vaughn, is that there's there's clearly defined roles each game. So they must have just gone to Ben Simmons and says, Don't worry about this, do this. And he is locking people down. And uh He's KD's well. KD's just and Kyrie but mostly KD is just carrying the offensive load. So will that is that a recipe to win a title? I don't think so. I think they're going to need more offensively out of uh, Ben Simmons, but I didn't expect him to go on a 12 game winning streak. This is like a completely different team. I don't care who who the records are, but uh you're right. I mean, I still view the Bucs as a bigger threat to the Celtics right now than I do Brooklyn Nets. The other thing is can Durant and Kyrie stay healthy for the whole year? That's
1: it's, not, it's not only if they can stay healthy. Will the drama stay out?
0: Yeah. So the mental health and the physical health is is definitely something that you have to be yeah, so concerned that, about when I mean, you are I mean, a you, Brooklyn net.
1: If you look at the box scores on top of that, on, on top when Ke- when Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have their better games, they are barely beating the teams. I believe I, I was looking at the box score. I think they were saying that. The teams that both Ke- uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant score over their averages, they've been they've been barely winning those teams. It's when they share the ball. In that game against the Warriors, Kyrie Irving didn't even play; he wasn't in there. But guess what? Eight, eight Nets players in that game scored double digits, and that's how that's their formula to win. They gotta share the ball. But when you got two do- ball dominant players like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Uh, it, the good teams are gonna shut you down. So again, it, they need to prove to me. Congratulations for winning all those games. I, you know, show me, show me, show me. You can do it on a consistent basis against the good teams, and then I'll become a believer. But right now, you know, you can knock them. They're second. They're a game and a half out of the Boston Celtics, and you know they're on that 12-game winning streak. So we we shall see. I, I believe the Philadelphia 76ers will we'll at least come up into third in that, in, in that division. I don't know if the Cleveland Cavaliers will hang on to that third position, but like you said, you know, Donovan Mitchell's a force to be reckoned with. We'll see how the health of that... They always seem to have health problems during the second half of the year. Uh, you know, I didn't expect Boston to be in, in first place right now. I really anticipated them to be in third position and then work their way back up. To number one towards the second half of the season, Rob Williams coming back has paid dividends. The guy has added to his offensive game. He can play off the dribble now. He made two good off. They needed they needed to play him more in. Uh, they're not they're lost to the Nuggets. He could have done more damage in my opinion uh, if they went to him. But Tatum wanted that matchup against Yoke again. Uh, he kind of showed he got most of his points. Uh, from the foul line rather than, uh, you know, uh, during uh, live play. So uh, we shall see. Just try to win games. Don't try to go stat hunting Tatum.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting because getting back to the Brooklyn Nets, they play your Celtics uh, next week. So yeah. th- we're going to find out, like Ernie says, we're going to find out in the next 10 games because they play eight of them on the road, including at New Orleans, at Miami, At Phoenix At Golden State At Philadelphia So in the next 10 games That is going to be A hell of a ride If they can go They can go through that gauntlet At say 8 and 2 Or 7 and 3 That would be Quite an accomplishment
1: And Correville will be back And Golden State at home
0: Is is unbelievable uh, yeah. Yeah Golden State at home Has been incredible So Everybody beats Golden State On the road (laughs) <laughs> you know, in, in, individually, Ernie, I know we talked about this before, but since we have a little bit of time, because it's just, it's remarkable how this guy is doing. But Nikola Jokic has been played, well, Luka Doncic too, yeah. with a 60 point, 21 rebound, 10 assist game that he had about a week ago. But Nikola Jokic, that game against Boston the other night, mm-hmm. he scores, what, 40 points on 13 shots. He went 10 of 13 from the field, 2 of 2 from 3 double digit rebounds, double digit assists and 40 points. His efficiency level is unbelievable. Could it be that somebody will win three straight MVPs? I never thought it would be possible. But man, he's getting himself in the hunt.
1: Uh, he won't win. It's going to be and it's going to be a travesty because he if he plays like this, he deserves to win three. I just think there's a bias out there and and really it doesn't it doesn't. It's not fair. I mean, you've got the Michael Jordans, the Larry Bird's of this world, all who right now he falls behind in, in the pantheon of great players, uh-uh, you know, on that list. And they haven't had a shot to, uh, you know, they, I think it was I think it's only Larry Bird, Russell and one more player who has won three, three in a row. No, not three in a row, but three.
0: Well, Jordan has won six MVPs. MVPs. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about in a row. No no, I just well yeah, this would be three in a row. Yeah. Um I think Magic had three MVPs over his career and Bird had the three in a row, right? Yeah. A- at one point. Um but it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And sir, cert- I don't know if it happened more than three well, more than Bird three times in a row. Yeah, I don't
1: think I just don't see the
0: <laughs> the NBA Well, play. let's look at, let's look that up real quick. We don't want to give false information. Let's see how many Michael Jordan had. Michael Jordan MVP seasons. Yeah, he had he had
1: six titles.
0: Five times five. he was the MVP five times.
1: Okay, but anyways, getting back getting back to Jokic, his play is it's not flashy. It's it, it's you know it's not commercial. It just gets he's like Don, he's like a a bigger Doncic. I mean he just gets the job done. Nothing flashy. He just. He just does his job and he can't do anything about
0: it and I think because of records wise I I mean I think people see Luka Doncic as the reason why Dallas is gonna be good and I think you have to look at Nikola Jokic as the reason that Denver is good so whoever comes in higher and right now the Nuggets are one and Dallas is four I believe people like Giannis has fallen off. Giannis is averaging over 30 points, but to me, he's not playing as good as he has in other seasons. Um, Jason Tatum was right there at the top, but right now I think Jokic and Doncic have, have gone above him. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. The, the, the West is completely a free for all depends on who's playing and who's not playing. Phoenix loses Booker for a month. They're dropping to seven. Um, Warriors lose Curry they're at 10. You know, so anything can happen. We're halfway through the season. We'll see how things things go. But I just wanted to give Jokic his his props because the efficiency that he plays with and the ability for a 7-footer to average nearly 10 assists a game. Yeah is just remar- the burden that he has and they say that when he's out of the game Denver's like negative like oh, yeah. 20 points a game yeah. so if he's not on the field on the court they're completely useless and that's that's a sign of your overall value so yeah. he's just had a remarkable yeah. thing we do have an update you, you'll know